Welcome to the Hyper Fast Show, where we believe unlimited growth in business and life is created by surrounding yourself with people who have been where you are going. Learning from others allows you to compress time and grow hyper fast. And now, here are your hosts, Kerry Shaw and Dan Lesniak. Kerry and Dan are real estate developers, best-selling authors, billion-dollar agents, and million-dollar agent makers. And now, get ready to grow hyper fast. All right, guys, welcome to the show. Today, I'm here with Neil Dingra from All Western States Lending. His company did about a billion dollars in loans last year. Neil and his team did 100 million, which for those of you who don't know, is a huge, huge number for lenders to do. So we are excited to have Neil on the show. Welcome. Hey, thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great. Great to have you on. We met a few months ago at uh, Gary V's conference down in Miami, Agent 2021. So before we yep. jump into your, your background and, and uh, that kind of stuff, tell us a little bit about that conference and, and why you went to it. So um, I had been you know, a fan of Gary's and following his content for about a year or so. And then uh, I saw the event last year after it had happened. So um, when the you know when they announced that we're going to do it for the second year, really uh, we myself and my brother who was there with me we met at the conference. We wanted to go just to get more execution ideas for how we should execute on this strategy for digital marketing. And it just seemed like you know the stuff that they're talking about is on the cutting edge of what agents and lenders need to be doing to be relevant going forward. And, um, you know, I think a lot of that stuff is not covered at other conferences. So we were super excited to go to it. I noticed it's a little bit different than other conferences I've been to because nobody's selling you anything at this conference. Like they were just giving us information and uh, uh, we thought it'd be a great opportunity to bring value back to the partners that we work with here in Reno and in throughout the West Coast. Yeah, it definitely was a unique conference in that it was pretty much... Gary and people he picked and members of his team presenting ideas, not a lot of product or service sales yep. at all, really. Um, none that really stick out at me. That there there might have been that might have been going on with like if you went and followed up with kind of people on his team, but I, I really yeah, exactly. you know, certainly not like I know they were selling a small business uh, marketing product suite over there, but for the most part I didn't see anybody selling anything on stage. Um, and it was more just like you know, giving information. And then the other value for, for me was meeting people like, that's how I got to meet you. And I got to talk to you about what's working in your market. And then I got to meet many other agents uh, throughout the country that are kind of uh, like-minded like us, you know, that, that can actually give us some insight into what's working. And, and the cool thing is, is like, everybody's helping each other, you know, like nobody's saying, you know, it's not really competition. Everyone's out to help each other. You know, there was free information everywhere. And, Everybody I met was really open and you know willing to help in any way that they could, which is cool. Yeah, it was great seeing other people that are recognizing the importance of social media, uh, video yeah. media, and you know that that whole kind of movement that Gary is trying to get people on, and he brought together you know lenders, realtors, insurance agents, and then I think. Was the fourth one auto? I forget. Yeah, there was auto. Auto. It was a small segment for auto dealers, I think. 
but yeah. it seemed like the biggest the biggest group was uh was real estate for sure yeah they were definitely a large part of it and uh yeah we certainly our real estate business has benefited a lot in the last year or so on the advice from gary v when we we met him about six months prior to that conference at an event near dc so yeah our start in that world and it's it's been fun and it's been very impactful and and we've seen a lot of growth because of that now so so we'll get into that a little bit more later on but but first let's let's give everyone a, a background of, you know who you are how you got in the business how, how you became a lender and, and what what your team looks like and, and all that good stuff yeah so um i started in lending right out of right out of college when i was uh 22 years old, so I got out of college in 2002, started as a direct lender here in Nevada, and um, it was just a crazy time, you know, from 2002 all the way to 2008, the market in on the West Coast and the markets that we were in exploded, you know, there was just tons of business everywhere, it was a free-for-all, a lot of speculation, all that stuff, so I got to kind of see that as my introduction to the industry, uh, so, you know, we had, we, we had grown our team at the time from uh, about uh, just me and my brother and uh, another friend of ours from three people. We grew it to 30 people plus at that time. And then um, the market just crashed, you know, as, as you know, uh, and collapsed in 2007, 2008. And um, slowly the whole team dispersed. Uh, and it was down to even our, even our business partner left the industry. Everybody left. You know, we had a big office space and um, we downsized to just one room. We sublet the rest of our space out. And it was just me and my brother in a small room in the back. And uh, there was literally no activity. I mean, and you couldn't, like nobody wanted to buy a house. The banks didn't want to lend money. So it was a rough couple of years for sure. And then we kind of just wrote it out. We did whatever deals we could. Uh, we helped, you know, make some new relationships. And then coming out of that crisis, the market here has just done really well. So um, we're in one of the fastest growing parts of the country as far as population and job growth. Uh, Nevada is, is, is like in the top 10 every year for that those stats. And uh, it's been crazy just the amount of growth that we've seen. So we kind of rode the market up and then everything crashed and we started from scratch all over again in 2009. And uh, from that point on, we've just grown slowly. Now we're back up to about a 12 person team. Uh, we did a joint venture with the company and, that we're currently with right now. And uh, it's ever since then. Great. Were you um, were you mostly refi or, or refi heavy before before that first crash happened? Well, what would happen was, uh, yeah, when we first started, it was a lot of refinances. It was a lot of it was almost like a call center that we had started in the beginning. But during the period from uh, two thousand three to two thousand seven or eight, rates kept rising. The Fed kept raising rates and. Um, so refinance activity dwindled, but there was a purchase frenzy. You know, then there was a lot of people buying uh, two, three, four homes at a time here, just speculating, flipping, all that stuff. So uh, we just kept providing those those types of loans for people. As at the end, it was mostly purchase business that that we were doing. Okay, and then and then it just sort of dried up overnight. Yeah, literally, what was happening was the products that we were giving were a lot of like you know, no documentation required or low money down or no money down loans. And it was, I mean, it was literally like if you had a pulse, you could get a loan. It was just crazy times, right? So um, at that time, 
one by one, those investors stopped buying the loans that we were selling. So as a mortgage banker, we're not a servicer. We, we originate the loans, then we pull them and then we sell them on the secondary market. And so, yeah, all of our funding sources basically just kind of dried up and uh, all those products went away. Gotcha. So, so you, you went from, you know, having a successful team to uh, down to two people, just you and your brother rebuilt it to 12 people now, right? Yep, exactly. And then, uh, like I said, we've been doing consistently from that period to now 80 to a hundred, a uh, hundred million a year. And last year was our biggest year for our team where we, we closed a hundred million in business. Um, and we're just looking to keep growing, you know, it's just kind of like, the we've had some bumps along the way with the, with our marketing strategy and that's something we can get into too but that that it just you know switching to to the current market is kind of like there's there's just so much growth out here and um there's as much business as you want essentially it's just a matter of like how do you go out and get it and what's the best way to handle it yeah there's there's a there's a ton of opportunity i think in your area in all areas really but but nevada especially I've, I've seen a lot of the growth there over the, the last several years. Yep. And um, yeah, I, I think there's got to be a huge market advantage to people that rode out that, that time period, didn't get out, stayed in, you know, you were kind of there at the heyday, kind of there at the, at the bottom. So you probably learned a ton and anyone who, who could stick through that was probably in a really great position you know, yeah. coming out of it. So I think that's a great lesson to people right now. If it if we get a pullback of, of some sort, and I'm not saying one's gonna happen or or one will or or what magnitude it will be. Do know from history that cycles are out there. So probably at some point, and who knows when, there'll be a pullback. And uh, you know, if you can make it through that, you're gonna be in an even greater position coming out of the other end of it. Yeah, exactly. Like um that whole thing just taught us, you know, an important lesson as far as how to persevere through that, through the ups and downs. And then also, you know, just like you said, there's just a lot of having to deal with losing everything and then coming back from that is a, is a cool experience just to have uh, going forward. What was, the the time hard. what was the biggest lesson you learned during that period? Well, just that, uh, you know, like you really have to, have a sustainable business, right? So like if your business is relying on one product or one referral source or one ad or whatever you're doing, you really, you know, you're that, that particular channel of business can go away. Like, you know, if you're relying on a certain type of product or whatever, and that product's no longer available, then um, that could be a real, a huge problem for your business. So it just taught me like how to build an actual business that has multiple channels of business, you know, multiple products, all that stuff coming in and uh, that way you're not relying on one channel or one source. Yeah, that's a great point. And I've, I've seen Gary lately talk about that as well. He called it the 79-21 rule. I don't know if you've seen that. He, he you know, same thing as the 80-20 kind of principle. He, he called it 79-21, I think, to make it different. So you would, you would click on it or read it. And, and certainly yeah, yeah. that attracted me and I read it and a great, great point. And you know, he, he just used social media as an example today. Like he's 79% all in on Instagram. That's his, his main platform, but he's still, he's not ignoring the other 21%, like LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, all of that, and dials it back and says he used to be that way with 
you know, Google PPC, he was like 79 in and then 21 on the, on the social platforms. And that way, if, if that channel does go away and one of those other ones comes through, well, you're, you're, you've already been on it and had some experience with it market share and you're going to, you're going to get whatever comes next quicker than the guys who are all in on one that could just be wiped out overnight if that goes away and, and they're kind of caught flat footed. Yeah. And like a lot of the excuses, you know, people say you need to pick a lane and run in it, which is true, but there's still time to dabble in other things. And like, just like, you know, that rule of the 80, 20 or 79, 21 or whatever it is, there's like, whenever we have content, we post it on multiple channels. We're trying to get, reach people wherever we can. Yeah. What, what, what channels, what social media platforms are you on now? And, and which one is your, is your biggest? So probably, probably like, you know, our business all came from traditional business relationships, referral sources, and just those connections that we built over the years. But the, the problem was I noticed the market shifting probably like five years ago and then more so in the last two years where it became less about those connections and legacy relationships and who you know, and more about your brand and your presence online and your digital resume, right? So uh, people were vetting us a lot more online. And so I hadn't really invested in my personal brand online. I'd always been just, you know, about the relationships one-to-one. So how could I scale that? How could I scale the unscalable? So I basically, you know, increased uh, my presence on all social platforms. But the one I've noticed we get the most engagement on now is um, is Instagram. So we, you know, we're networking with the most referral partners there. And we see the most engagement uh, with our clients and with everybody in our network on there. I noticed uh, like by the time we got heavy into Facebook, organic reach was basically, you know, already killed completely. So we just started with LinkedIn uh, on more heavily, but the one that we've been getting the most engagement on is is, uh, Instagram. Yeah, no, that's, that's great advice and kind of shows you just looking backwards, like like Facebook five years ago was a lot bigger organically than it is now. You can still get the reach there, uh, but you got to pay for it, right? So yeah, you got to run the ads there. So like, I think a lot of people, you know, may be in a position like I was, where you know you're already at 2018, 2019, and you you haven't even started, right? And then you might feel like it's too late, like I can't do this. But literally, I went all in on this strategy a year ago, and it's not too late, like plenty of you know room to run with all this stuff and i think you just have to get started like you know people just kind of think it's too late i think you tell yourself excuses why you know why you can't do it when the truth is you can start whenever you want yeah and 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 even if you do miss it like the next thing will be here soon and the work you put in on whatever platform it it will carry to the next so i've I've noticed because you mentioned linkedin the, we've started using that more the last few months. And I think the, the work we've done with just posting certain types of messages on Instagram, using video on Instagram, that's carried over really well on LinkedIn. And yeah. organic reach, I've noticed, seems to be a lot higher there than on um, on Instagram. So, and we- Yeah, so like the cool thing is I, I feel like LinkedIn needs more content, right? So um, the feed and Facebook is completely crowded, right? So you have to pay for placement there. Instagram used to be organic was great. And now you have to pay 
for, for placement there. Uh, there's too much content. There's too many people fighting for the feed. LinkedIn is not that way yet. So like if, if we have professionals that we work with or other agents that we work with, when they like simply by liking a piece of content, it spreads far and wide on LinkedIn organically, which is crazy. Like I'm, it's, it's wild the reach that you can get organically on LinkedIn right now, just, you know, without paying a cent, just put, just posting consistently there. Yeah, no, we, we tried to like put a kind of a dollar value on it. And we, we've kind of come up with that every post we, we do on there is worth about $10 or so of advertising on Facebook. Yeah. Which is, so, you know, that adds up if you do four or five a day. Um, yeah. And that's, and it seems like that, that's something that I'm learning from you, from you and your team is that, that the key differentiator going forward is going to be the volume of content. Cause everybody can get started and you know, then you definitely should start. Like you shouldn't think it's too daunting to get started and a small amount of content is better than none for sure. But I think the differentiator for, for the next two, three years is going to be the volume. So I've, I've come up with a few strategies on how to kind of build a content that you can go back to and post from and to make it easier on yourself that way. Well, let's, let's dive into that. Cause that sounds like something that a lot of people could benefit from, especially real estate agents. What, what are the strategies or, or tips or tricks that you're using to uh, get the volume of content out there or, or, you know, do things that you can kind of multiply or, or repeat? Like, how do you do it? Yeah. So the thing that kind of got me started on this whole strategy was just, you know, learning from people like, uh, like Gary, and even from, uh, I followed Grant Cardone's stuff for a long time. I know you guys met him as well and did an event with him. So uh, just learning that like the, the, vo- the level of action that you need to take is a lot more than what everybody's willing to do. And just by taking that level of action, you all of a sudden set yourself apart from the entire competition immediately. So what I did was I had been reaching out to agents, trying to grow my network and saying the same things that every other lender is saying, which is that I create product service, I close on time. And, and, and my message was falling dead eventually. Like, so then it was only about who I could get a meeting with, who would actually sit down with me. But the people that were cold to me, they would never, they won't even answer that phone call or, or respond to that email because it's the same pitch that they're hearing day after day for the past several years. So I said, I needed to you know, differentiate myself and put out the content at scale and that way show the people that I'm an expert. So I'm an expert at what I do. I do a great job. I have great service, great rates, but the problem is nobody cares, right? So the only way I could get them to listen to me was to put out content. So what I did was I just said, um, I'm, I'm more of an introvert, right? I, I like to be in the office working on a marketing campaign or in my CRM or different strategies like that. And I didn't want to do video. I wasn't comfortable on video, but what I did was I, I was going to a conference and one of the guys was like, why don't you bring a videographer with you and film it? I'm like, well, why would I want to do that? Like, you know, that's, that's who, who would want to see that? And I'm like, well, the guy was like, no, the agents that you work with or your business partners or your clients would like to see what you're doing. You know, so just create creative log. And uh, uh, so I went online to like, to find a video guy in the city where this conference was. And, and it was in Los Angeles, luckily. So there's tons of people to choose from. I put out a little uh, request on one of those um, video websites and a guy responded to it and I met him there. 
and it just by luck turned out to be a really good guy that um, has a great editing style and 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 he was able to help me coach, kind of coach me through creating that first video. So what I did was I created like a long form piece of content and this is what I help other people with now too is we'll create a blog or a long form piece of content for whatever you want to talk about and then that goes on YouTube and that's you know your content for YouTube long form audio on uh, people are there to watch that stuff, but you can't take that same piece of long form and put it on Facebook or Instagram, obviously. So we'll use, I'll use that long form piece and cut it up into micro pieces of content for Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. And um, like one piece of long form content can create like maybe 10 pieces of short micro content for the social platforms that I can refer back to. So I just started documenting everything. Like I'll have a guy come in on a Friday and I don't even know what we're going to do, right? I'll just schedule it. And it forces me to take that action. And we just document the day, whether it's client meetings or, you know, meeting with other referral partners or going to closings or, you know, helping other agents or helping coworkers. We just capture all that, document it all. And then within that day-to-day work, there's going to be content that we can use and we can edit that down to a daily blog. And then we can edit those blogs down to micro content. Yeah, that's that is a a great way to do it. You make a longer piece, you chop it up, and then you know the longer piece usually resides somewhere on a platform that's more designed for longer pieces, like like YouTube, um, yeah. maybe Instagram Watch. Now, you know if you if you film the video in vertical uh, format, yep. and then and that's like like what you were saying was just converting that stuff into long in long form into short form is the best way to do it because what happens is like if i have to say to myself i need to create content today like i don't i i stumble over what am i going to create how's it going to look what am i going to do all these strategies and then eventually all that list of of things you have to think about you don't take action on it but if you just say i have a guy coming over today we're going to make content i don't even know what we're going to do but we're going to do it that's better than what you think because you're just documenting what's going to happen organically or, or just a conversation essentially so like the best pieces of content i've had were not me being interviewed and me talking to the camera it's just capturing conversation that's probably one of my biggest uh hacks or helpful tips to agents that want to get started is just capture conversation try not to be interviewed because a lot of times like when you're being interviewed it looks like scripted and you're very stiff and you're not comfortable on camera but what if just talk to you and then I, I filming that conversation. I'm going to talk like I normally would. Everything's going to come across authentic and natural. And then you'll find the content in there, you know, and that just by documenting that conversation. Yeah, there's there's a lot of power in documenting. I know some people they don't they don't think it's interesting, but that's because they're in the business, so you know they they don't they don't see the value in it because they kind of take it for granted. But you're allowing other people to get you know, behind the scenes look, which is really, really interesting uh, yep. perspective. So I think that's, that's a great way to do it. Yeah, for sure. And I think like the other thing is, is I went from, you know, initially when I first started putting out content, I was like, okay, I need to tell everybody how great I am and my, and this and that about me. And then I, I figured out that nobody cares about that initially. Right. Mm-hmm. So the way I need to put my content out is think of the audience, what would be helpful to the customer, what would be helpful to the Asian community in my area? And so what I started doing was at these conferences when I go, I would try and in advance schedule an, an interview or a meeting 
with one of the keynote speakers. And like the best one I ever did was um, at age of 2021, uh, I was able to kind of barter a 10, 15 minute interview with Gary, right? And so we got to document that. And that's probably one of the best pieces of content I have on my YouTube channel. And also one of the best pieces of content I've been able to use for micro content because that content was so useful to so many people. How, how did you do that? Was that was that one of those like wine, buy some wine deals or yeah. something that he did? Yeah. Like the first time I met Gary was about, he did a thing just randomly on his Instagram saying he was uh, selling shoes, right? So uh, he had a new sneaker coming out, one of the clouds and dirt sneakers. And if you bought 35 pairs, he would do a call with you. If you bought 50 pairs, he would do a five minute thing meeting with you. And then if you bought, you know, more and it would kind of go from there because he needs the sales, right? So I saw that you know, immediately took action and bought the shoes. And then I, that was the first time I got to meet him was at a networking event uh, at his office at VaynerMedia. And then when I saw the uh, next barter come up for the wine, they said, uh, please send us your offers for wine. And uh, so I just sent an email, you know, cold, just responding to it, just to his team saying, um, you know, I, I'm going to Agent 2021 in January and I'd like to buy 21 cases of wine. And each case costs, you know, two, three bucks or whatever. And uh, they responded to me and said, look, you know, we appreciate you, your offer. But 21 cases is not going to cut it. Like Gary's time is worth $100,000, $50,000 minimum and all this and that. And I said, okay, no problem, guys. I just wanted to throw it out there. Just, you know, was trying. I was only looking for 10, 15 minutes. And then somehow, I guess Gary was copied on the email on a Sunday he just picked it randomly or what, but he responded to the email saying I'm in for 15 minutes. So I was like, oh, that's cool. So uh, we ended up getting that 15 minute uh, interview with him at Agent 2021. And that's on my YouTube channel now. That's, that's awesome. I mean, it's creative on him and, and good for you for jumping on it. And, uh, yeah. you know, if you guys should, should check that out, what's, what's your YouTube, uh, YouTube channel so that people listening can go, go see that interview with Gary. Yeah, so you can find it really easily on on my through my Instagram handle, which is at Neil Home N E L H O M E. Uh, that's my handle, and then on my link in my bio is my YouTube channel. But that's the uh, the best way to find it. And um, yeah, I have a bunch of content on there that's really helpful for the agents because that's my main focus is helping the agents in my community. So I have interviews with uh, a couple different interviews with Gary, a couple other guys uh, on marketing strategy, different things agents can do to grow their business. Are you a real estate agent with friends or clients moving to or from the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area? Send them to the number one team in the area. The Kerry Shell team will ensure they get world-class treatment and the best possible results buying or selling their home. The Kerry Shell team has the best training, systems, and marketing, and we proudly guarantee our results. To refer us business, call the Kerry Shell team at 703-589-9067 or go to referkerryshell.com. What, what is your business look like in terms of you know of that hundred million where did it come from what were the, the lead sources on it if you will so it's about 70 percent of that comes from the agent partner we work with we help them and then you know they need a trusted partner for their clients so they refer back to us obviously uh and then a lot of and then the other 30 percent is just referrals that we're getting back from those clients so one thing that i really focused on is as a lender like improving the experience for the customer. So if we can make, you know, it's a, everybody wants the house, right? But they don't necessarily want the loan. So I think as a lender, we get the kind of shit end of the deal, right? Because we're having to ask for 
documents and put them through the hassle and everyone's complaining. So I figured like we use technology basically to make that process as smooth as possible for the client to find the house, right? And I figured if we can make this smooth, it's going to make ourselves and the lent, the uh, referral partner, the agent look better and we'll both get more referrals going forward. So I really invested in customer experience over the past three or four years. Now, you know, 30% and growing is coming from referrals from the past clients. So whether they send us people directly to start the process with us as a lender, or they come back to us for repeat business, whether they're buying rental properties or they're going to buy a second home or whatever that is. So um, making sure that they view us as the, the starting point has been a great uh, piece of growth for us going forward. Because I think a lot of lenders are just asking for business, but they don't realize by doing certain things, you can generate the business yourself and then you can refer that business to your your agents that you work with. So you can actually bring value and business to them. Yeah, that's a great point. I've seen I've seen more lenders recently getting into that game where they're generating leads and referring them out to agents. So what what's your marketing look like to home buyers versus agents? Like how do you split the efforts and the messaging there? Yeah, so I noticed like the most engagement I get is with other referral partners because they're on these platforms more so than the customers are uh, as far as looking for industry information. So that's the content that performs the best. But buyers, it's just been basically giving out information on how they could save money, right? Or how they could come, you know, hacks, tips, tricks, financial fitness, whatever. I think that um, a lot of people, lenders, even agents review financial fitness as a um, boring topic, but it really resonates with clients, right? So people are looking for what's a way I can save this amount of money on my payment or what's the way I could come up with the down payment or did you know that buying a home in this area saves you this amount of money and you know that 10 minute commute saves you $150,000 or you know property to how to save on taxes, how to save on this. Like any kind of financial fitness is huge and I think people think it is boring, so they don't invest in it. But uh, from what I'm seeing from the clients is they, it's a topic that really resonates with them. So what happens is by just providing that free information, I've noticed then the client views you as the authority for all financial matters. And then they come to you when they need your, their mortgage needs or when they need real estate needs. So a lot of times people are calling us and they don't even realize that um, I don't, I'm not the real estate agent, right? They just reach out to me and say, hey, Neil, I'm thinking about buying a second home. What do you think? You know, so they're asking me just generally what I, how I, what my advice is financially. At that point, I'll try and connect them with one of our referral, uh, one of our real estate agents that we can refer back to. That's great. Uh, what, what, what have you seen this strategy do? Like this Gary V social media strategy? What has it done for your business? Like, what did? What did it look like before you started going all in on this compared to what it, where it is now? Yeah, so um, I think what I started seeing was a decline in the traditional business, right? So everything that I was taught from the time I entered the business till now was the, the cold calling, the, uh, uh, the prospecting, the selling, always be closing, always be selling and all that stuff, right? So that typical you know, strategy worked up to a certain point, but its effectiveness was going down. I've seen it firsthand. Clients weren't responding as well to it. Agents weren't responding as well to it. So when I invested in the other strategy, we were doing probably 
I don't know, you know, our business was on the decline. Essentially, we were our our year over year numbers were were going the wrong way. So we were at uh, about thirty to forty million as a really small team in two thousand sixteen, and then in seventeen and eighteen we doubled both those years. You know, so now we're we're you know we had gone up two times from that point, and that's tough to do at this scale, like at this, at the, once you get to the higher numbers, it's hard to double your business and triple your business. So um, that strategy has basically made the difference going forward. And it just comes from like, just putting out free information and getting the name out there and scaling what was before unscalable. Yeah. And that's, man, that's an incredible growth. And, and, and you to have it early on is one thing, but to continue after you've gotten to be at a certain size, it gets harder to double when you're, when you're bigger. Like when you're starting out, you know, you can go, an agent can go from 5 million to 10 million or five to 20 million and a lender too, I'm sure pretty yep. easily, but, but to double when you're at like 50 or more is, you know, it says a lot about the strategy and about how you've executed. So hats off to you on that. Yeah. And uh, thanks, man. And I think like a lot of it, it's just coming from finding people in other markets like yourself or other people that are actually executing on this strategy and just asking for help. Like, you know, I've DM'd you, I've DM'd Carrie before and just ask questions and you'll be surprised how helpful people are. You know, like you guys respond, you know, you'll send a thing. Like I, I know um, there's a ton of people there's a, you know, that follow the same people that I follow and that you follow and we all help each other is the cool part about this kind of uh, network that you create online yeah that's that's the that's the definite kind of like side benefit of of this strategy is like yeah it's going to generate you more leads in your market but it'll help get you connected with people doing the same all over and then you can learn from them yeah and i think like just don't one thing that's really changed the business also for me is like don't overthink spending money on improvement or events or marketing, right? Like somebody might say that, Oh, why did you spend $5,000 on wine? You don't even, like, I don't even drink wine. Right. But that piece of content, I've gotten so much attention from that one piece of content. And like, if nobody knows you, like, how are they going to know about the products that you offer? Right. So if I can't get your attention, how can I, you know, tell you how great of a person or a lender I am. So I think I need your attention first. And, by having these types of things, you know, going to events, improving yourself, spending that money, your ROI can be huge. Like the leverage you get from one piece of good content or going to one event is massive. Yeah, the wine thing's cool too because you can repurpose that. Yeah, exactly. We give yeah. it to clients. You're not going to drink it that many cases, but yeah. <laughs> the shoes were tougher, right? Like I got piles of shoes here that we don't know what to do with. I give them out. We donated a bunch to like a, a school in inner city part of the community, but. Yeah, I mean, wine we can use throughout the year. So it, it was kind of a win-win. And then for Gary, it's a win-win because the people will like the wine. He obviously put out a good product. So then hopefully they'll come back to him and buy it directly from him because it's a direct-to-consumer brand. So if you guys are listening, need some some shoes, hit up hit up Neil. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I got shoes and wine. That's what I got right now, stocked up. All right, Neil, before we wrap up, I want to do the, the hyper fast round. So I'm going to fire some questions at you. Just give me the, the quickest answer you can give. Are you ready? Yep. All right. If you had to start all over again, what would your strategy be? Uh, it would be what I'm doing now, which is going all in on putting out content 
and uh, building my digital footprint. All right, what's the biggest piece of advice you would give to a real estate agent or maybe a lender that's been around for a while, but maybe has stalled out in their growth? I think you have to look at not what worked before, because what's going to take you the next level or what's going to work for the next five years is not necessarily what's going to, uh, what worked in the past. So I think I would get stuck on old ideas and you really have to look to people outside of your industry. So the way I learned about all this stuff was looking at people that aren't even in real estate or mortgage. They're looking at this industry with fresh eyes and then you can get ideas from those people and execute within your industry. Okay. Biggest piece of real estate investment advice. I think people focus on the numbers too much, like this deal penciling or the cash flow or the cap rate or the ROI. And I think you want to look more at quality. Like, so one thing I learned from uh, Grant Cardone was to buy quality, invest in, in the right properties, even if you have to overpay, you know, because over the long haul, that's going to pay you a bigger return than trying to buy uh, on the cheap. Yeah, that's, that's a great one from Grant. Uh, what would we find you doing if you weren't lending or, or talking to real estate agents or on social media, if you're just having fun, what, where would we find you? What would you be doing? Basically, uh, what I did was, uh, I, I'm either with my family, my uh, two young and wife, and we hang out together and do just family stuff. But if I'm not doing family stuff, I'm working. Uh, so what I think is fun is actually working on the next marketing campaign or, you know, putting together ads or creating a marketing funnel or doing that stuff online. I think the only way you could put in the hours that are needed for all that stuff is if you really enjoy doing it. So that's me pretty much. I love, I love working on this stuff in my off time. All right. Thanks. Thanks for uh, partaking in the hyper fast round. We'll wrap up uh, in just a minute or so. A couple questions before we end though. What areas do you cover? I don't think we went over that. So I said what, you know, your, your Western States, but, but, yeah, so I'm in. Uh, we're in. We're based in Nevada. Uh, we're one of the largest, or in fact, the largest privately owned mortgage bank in in that's based in Nevada. And then we have uh, wash all the West Coast states: Washington, Oregon, Idaho, California, Colorado, Arizona. Um, and then we're also in Texas, and we're also in Florida. All right. So you got the you got the warm states covered. You got the income. Uh, you know, no income tax states covered. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, so basically anywhere in the West coast, we can, we can help clients. And then also one thing I want to ask you, Dan was like a lot of the audience I have is agents and, um, and lenders as well. And I noticed like, even with the engagement you're getting with your content, I'm seeing lenders on there as well, you know, cause it's a similar audience to real estate agents. And from your standpoint as an agent, what can lenders do? to earn business or make that relationship. Cause I know like lending's becoming commoditized. Essentially a lot of the lenders are offering all the same products and like what works with you guys. Yeah. So, I mean, because of our size, we're able to actually kind of enter in some strategic partnerships and we've got that with two different lenders and, you know, they sponsor a lot of our events and you have to be a certain size though, as a real estate agent to, to be able to structure in a way that, complies and is meets all the regulatory uh, rules. I would say outside of that, 
and this will apply to most real estate agents because they're not to the size where they can can do that. Outside of that, I think helping you know realtors generate leads or generating leads for them or showing them what they can do to generate leads. So, you know, I, I there was a lender in my area a few weeks ago that approached me and had a referral to give me and um you know i'll i'll listen to that all day long and then we had a great meeting they followed up with another referral now we're actually working on a plan to share some some resources because they've got guys that are operating a call center and uh you know we're trying to grow our calling team so while we're doing that they're going to we're going to potentially you know use some of, of some of their people to call certain types of, of leads that we have. So that's, yeah. so I think doing stuff like that, doing stuff like you're doing where you teach agents how to market, how to use video, how to use social media, running ads with them, like, like things like that, that are, that are different than just the, uh, you know, t- talking about products and this and that. Cause yeah, you know, you, you, you you either offer a certain level of service or products and you and you don't and it's it's kind of hard for i think most lenders to differentiate between that you know unless unless the market is like super 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 com- competitive you know I, I just i just think for a lot of people it, there's there's just such similarity in those old methods so you got to think outside the box and think of ways to help the realtor's business. Yeah, that makes sense because I think you're you're 100 correct. Like all of our products, pretty much the same across all the lenders. And then like our pricing may be a little bit better, but that's not enough of a value proposition. You know, the rates being slightly better than somebody else's rate is not enough to earn anyone's business initially. Um, so I think that like what you talked about is exactly the point that people need to think is is just become an expert at something that would really be helpful to the partners who you want to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Become an expert. And that's same for real estate agents. Like if you want to get more business, like figure out how to help people. Uh, yeah. And I think like that was the biggest thing I noticed is you can literally, I mean, like people will ask you, well, how'd you learn all this stuff or how'd you start doing this? If you didn't know. And uh, it's literally on YouTube. Like, yeah. You, I mean, you type in what you want to know. And go. You have to sift through some stuff, but if you want to learn it, it's there. You're 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 absolutely right. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of times people ask, like, you know, how do you do this or that? And if if I'm not feeling like dedicating a lot of answer, you know, time to it, sometimes I'm I'm kind of like a smartass with it. Like, uh, is Google broke? You know, like yeah, exactly. It's all out there, it really is. There's no yeah. I mean, it's, it's nuts how many people haven't even Googled what they're asking first and it's and there's information everywhere so i think there's enough people like myself like you that are putting out content like i just watched you guys's um like uh one of your recent uh podcasts and it was the interview with billy jean on video marketing it was like an hour and a half and there was just nugget after nugget of information there and that's just freely available to anybody who wants to watch like that's there's, there's so much value out there We've we've put out a, a couple pieces with with Billy and yeah I mean if you're in real estate or lending you should watch every minute of that one for sure yeah uh, Neil before we go 
I, we talked earlier, but uh, we, you know, we ask our guests to if they have a resource, something that can benefit our 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 listeners out there, if they can uh, contribute that to what we call our hyper fast growth kit, and it's something we'll put in the show notes and on the the uh, homepage, hyperfastpodcast.com. What do you have that, that you think would be of value to our listeners? I have two things. Um, so one is going to be uh, my interview with Gary. And the, the topic of that 10-minute discussion is specifically what lenders should be doing as far as a contact strategy and as far as a marketing strategy to millennials, which is now becoming the biggest portion of buyers going forward. It's, in our market, it's now become the biggest portion of our first-time buyers. So the way you market to these people is completely different than what you were taught in the years before. So uh, that video is up on YouTube. I'll provide the link to you guys. And then the second thing is uh, I have a, a slide deck on how to get started uh, with videos. So uh, if you are an agent or a lender and you have nothing, you're at ground zero, like what are the tips and tricks to get started? And I have a list of those and I'll provide that slide deck to you guys as well. All right, so we've got the interview with Gary V. We got the slide deck on how to get started with video. So those will be available in the show notes and on hyperfastpodcast.com. Neil, if people want to get a hold of you, a realtor wanting to learn how to do video marketing, maybe another lender wanting to know, or or just people who need uh, alone in the states you cover, Florida, Texas, all the Western states, you know, Nevada, uh, what's the best way for them to get, get, get in touch with you? So the easiest way is, uh, on Instagram through direct messenger or, you know, um, and that is my handle is at Neil home, N E E L H O M E. Uh, and I'm on Instagram. And then also, uh, you can send me an email anytime, Neil, N E E L at allwestern.com. All right, Neil, this has been a great episode. A lot of great nuggets on how to use video, how to use social media. So I appreciate you being on the show and sharing with us. If you guys are listening and like the content, or if you don't like the content, either way, leave us a review, leave us some uh, feedback. We, we want that, that feedback. We want to know how to make the show better. And if it's great, let us know. If it's bad, let us know. Either way, uh, just give us your feedback. And thank you again, Neil. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests, improve our shows, and give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.